0: and our Masechet has been dedicated once again by our good friend Mr. Martin Irani. So El worked out good. We are uh, in the middle of and we are up to the Banan, kishmetu banav shel Rabbi Yishmael let's try to locate that that's going to be uh wide lines One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. about 10 lines 10 lines down the end of the uh the end of the line banav shel Rabbi Yishmael once again we see this uh, in here that the tzaddikim, they had something in common unfortunately that they weren't uh, exempt from tragedy. So here you have the, the sons of Rabbi Ishmael now. Early in the Masechi we learned uh, the children of Rabbi Akiva. We know the sons of Rabbi Meir. Uh, Rabbi Yohanan buried ten children. So, the tzaddikim definitely had yisurin. So it says, Tanu Banan kishemetu banav. The sons of Rabbi Yisrael died. The Knesu Arba Azekanim deNahamah. So four Hachamim came to uh, console him. Rabbi Tarfon, Rabbi Yosei, Rabbi Elazar ben Azariah, Rabbi Akiva. So among them, Rabbi Tarfon. So Rabbi Tarfon said, "De'ou shacham gadol hu ubaki baagadot." That uh, you have to know that. uh Rabbi Ishmael is a great Tamid Hakam and he's an expert in Agada, you know, in the Derashot of the Pesukim. You know, one shouldn't uh, you know, interrupt or overturn or repeat, let's say, the words of others, you know. He'll take comfort from every dirash you're going to give because he enjoys it. So everybody should try to console him by giving him a different, a type of derasha. So again, two explanations. Either he shouldn't, nobody should repeat, everybody should give their own derasha, which would be its unique consolation, or don't interrupt. Um, the Maharsha says over here that uh, don't get involved in a debate because then the Bishma is going to get involved in it and, you know, he's really not supposed to discuss the Torah, so Ali Canes, don't let everybody say what they have to say, and don't shouldn't be a subject of uh, you know of argument. Amar Bi Akiva veAni Rabbi Akiva said, you know, I'll go last. I guess Rabbi uh, Akiva he uh, he wasn't worried that he's going to repeat anything because he had the short so therefore. You can go first, I'm not worried that I'm going to run out of goods So I'll, I'll go last uh, You all try to say something And I'll, I'll uh, say something that wasn't said So the uh, Gemara says Pateh Rabbi Ishmael Amar." Rabbi Ishmael opened up uh, The conversation which is, uh, which is the law Normally you have to wait till the mourner speaks and then you could open your mouth and, and talk. So Rabbi Ishmael opened up uh, and he said, "Rabu avonotav. You know, he has many sins. Abelav. And as a result, his uh, mourning came in, came in succession. I guess uh, Rabbi Ishmael, it says, banav. so it seems he had a few situations of mourning back to back. Saying, and therefore, and as a result, you know, he has bothered his uh, rabbis not only the first time but now the second time, which is, you know, these Telephone had to come to visit him twice. So he's saying, like in humility, listen, you know, I took you out of your way uh, for the second time. Naana so yeah. Rabbi Tarfon, you know, he spoke up first. So this is regarding the death of the children of Bnei Aharon Nadav Avihu. Bnei Israel will um, will cry uh, the the burning of the sons of Nadav Avihu. והחדו devarim קול which means we have them on record for doing only one mitzvah, that the sons of Aharon, they brought the the, the blood at the time they were inaugurating the Mishkan. So Nadavaviyu, they, they carried the blood and that they put on the Mizbeah. Now, obviously they did many other mitzvot, that's not what the Brayta means, that um, they did a mitzvah right before they died. That's the point. This was the like the last mitzvah that they did, and um, as a result, what does it say? For that one mitzvah that they did right before they died, and everybody mourned them. And look at the kavod that the nation did to B'nai Aharon. The children of the Bishmerdat did so many mitzvot. So or the more so, they deserve uh, you know, the, the respect of Klai Yisrael. Just like Bnei Aharon benefited the community they their one mitzvah, in this case they're bringing the blood to the Mizbaya, which benefited Klai Yisrael. So the children of the uh, Rabbi Ishma'el, they must have been involved in Zichut Arabim. they did a lot of merits, so certainly they deserve to have a uh, a proper eulogy amongst now another Amar. This is when uh Yiruv'am's son Abiyah died. So it says, and everybody of Israel, you know, mourned him and they and they buried him. Obviously, Yeruv'am was the was the bad king. Uh, he tried to bring us to Abu Dazarai. He actually did, he was a hotel Mahati. And the prophet Achia warned Yerovam that his entire family would uh, perish, uh, and their bodies are just going to be left to be, you know, eaten by the wild animals. He added, however, that uh, Aviyah would be buried in the normal way because he had a good zechut, and that one zechut that he had gave him credit. So the Gemara says, devarim Uma Aviyah ben asa you know he had one good redeeming factor. Achaya, be ya bo davar tov. and what uh, he still got, uh, he was afforded this great honor in his death. Banav ala kama kama. So all the more so, the children of Bishma have much more uh, good deeds than Achaya did. So therefore, certainly they should be afforded the, all the all the proper respect. So the Gemara then asks, "My what was actually the good thing that Achayah did?" Rabbi Zerah Rabbi Chinana bar Papa Hadamar Amar she bital mishmarto la regel that uh, he went up to the uh, to the Beit Hamikdash during the uh, the regel. Obviously, we know Yerovam he put these uh, guards on the roads which really prevented Bnei from going to Yerushalayim. Uh, and uh, he appointed his son, Abiyah, as one of these guards. So he was, in a, you know, he was at his post, basically. And uh, Abiyah left his position, and he went to Yerushalayim. So that's, he defied his father's you know, decree, which is a good thing in this case, because his father was telling him to make a big averah, block the people from going to Yerushalayim. So not only did he go to Yerushalayim, but he, he left his post, which clearly would allow other people also to go to Jerusalem. So that's um, that's the good thing that he did, according to one of the rabbis. Ve'hadamar shibitel parde saot, and some say that uh, he just got rid of them. She'oshev yeruv amaviva la derachim she'lo yalui sell la regel. So he uh, he. Um, he got rid of these uh these centuries. And therefore, uh, if nobody was there on the roads, so therefore everybody was able to go to Yerushalayim. So basically his zechut was had to do with you know allowing the people to go to Yerushalayim. Where they're explaining the second shot is Kanir uh it wasn't Abiyah, obviously. He's not the only one that was 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 watching the uh, the roads. He, had, he must have had a, a group. So when his group came time to do the security for the uh, for the roads, he just told his group, you know, stay home, don't do it. And therefore, when he when his turn came up, there was nobody on the roads protecting the the you know or guarding the roads. Basically, he gave open passage now for the people to get to uh, Yerushalayim. So that's one good thing that he did. And look at the zikhu uh, that he He bypassed the. Um, the curse of the Prophet, and uh, he died a normal death. So, therefore, the Koshekin, Kavahom, with the children of uh, Rabbi Ishmael. Na'anar <speaking> bi el Azar ben Azariah, ve'amar. Amar. tamut, shalom tamut, ub misrefot abotecha hamilachim arishonim, asher ayu lefanecha, ken yisrefulecha. So this was talking about Sidqiyah uh, now, Sitkia Melech. So it says, you will die in a peaceful manner. Uh, and like the Masrifot, I guess the burnings uh, that were done for the, his predecessors, that were done you know, before, so they will burn you as well. So let's get the, uh, the backdrop over here. Uh, they used to burn the bed of the king and all his possessions, you know. After uh, after he would die, uh, you're not allowed to have really from uh, the king's. You know, no king can really use it, so therefore they would just burn it as a sign of uh, kavod. And Tzidkiyah, we know, was a melech tzaddik. He was a king of Yehuda, and uh, the bright is coming to say that he did one mitzvah before he died. And look at the honor that he's gonna get for uh, the way he's he dies an honorable death. So again the rabbi said <inaudible> And what was the mitzvah that he did before he died? <inaudible> he took Yirmiyah out of the uh, you know, out of the pit. Remember the government took Yirmiyah, the Prophet, and they threw him to die. He was giving prophecies that they didn't like. You know, so when you don't like what the rabbi says, uh, throw him into a pit. So That's what they did. They took Yirmiyahu because he was basically talking about the destruction. And uh, when Kiyah heard about Yirmiyahu's situation, he went and you know, and what? says, look at the zikhut that he got right before he died. But when he died, Fine. So now the final consolation. Rabbi Akiva came along and said, So that's uh, talking about. Uh, well, I think we learned in Gemara Sukkah when Mashiach ben Yosef. Some say when they when they when they're going to kill the Yetzer so there's going to be a big hispeth. So this didn't happen yet in Jerusalem, and it's going to be like the, uh, the eulogy of Hadadrimon in Bikat Megiddon. So the Gemara says in the name of Rabbi Akiva, the Amar Yosef, El Male de Lo Adana Mai Kamar. You know, it's a hard pasuk. To understand, now, obviously there was a guy called Hadrimon that lived in the valley of Megiddo, but we really don't have any record of that. So the Rabbi Yosef said, <coughs> as we know, Rabbi Yosef was an expert in Targum because he was blind, and he really you're not supposed to read Mikra al peh. So he would spend time, you know, studying the uh, the Targum. So he said, uh, it says over there in that time, Hahu there's going to be a great mourning period in Jerusalem. Like the mourning that was done over Ahav, who was killed by Hadadrimon, the son of uh, Tabrimon. Uh, so that was the king of Ahab, He was fighting against Alam. Uh, you know, we captured some cities and he was killed. So, this guy had the was a soldier. Uh, so, uh, the Gemara says that's one situation. And as great as the Hesper of King Yoshiau, but Amon, the Paro Hegira, And he was killed by Paro. They call him Paro Neche, in the valley of Megiddo. So, uh, that's, um, that's the famous story when Par'o wanted to you know, lead his army through the land. He wasn't fighting B'nai Israel, he was wanting to get to Ashur. And uh, Yoshiyah confronted the armies of uh, Par'o in the valley of Megiddo, and uh, that's where he got killed. The point is, it's two different mornings, it's two different situations. So, Rabbi the, the Yosef said, from this talgum, we learn that when Mashiach Ben Yosef started it's going to be as great as the funeral of Ahab and Yoshiyah combined. Ahab that was killed by Hadad Ben and Yoshiyah that was killed in Bikat Megiddo. Two different, two different episodes. So now Rabbi Akiva comes along and says, Achav. He really uh, didn't have too much in his, uh, you know, religious resume. But he had one, one Davartov, aram. So in the, uh, in the war, uh, so they, 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 they took an arrow and they, uh, they got him. So he was going to die. But um, he knew that if he falls down, it'll cause the uh, other soldiers in the Jewish army to become uh, hopeless. You know, you see the king gets, uh, gets slain, that causes everybody to become hopeless and give up. So he forced himself to stand, you know, in order not to, you know, bring down the people's morale. So that was considered a, uh, a zichut. Um... So, therefore, uh, that was considered, at least the way he died was a noble way. He was worried about Klai Israel. Right. He stood in the chariot in the face of Aram after he got shot. And Look what it says in the Pesukim. Uh, meaning they are, uh, they're saying that obviously he had a, a great uh a great eulogy, a great, uh, great funeral. So, all the more so, the children of Nabi uh, Ishmael, all the more so. So, the Kibara says, le Modi It says, "By sidkiyah, tamut," that he will die, you know, in a peaceful manner, like we learned. But it says ukti v'teneset KiyaHu iver. We know that Nevuchadnezzar, look, like we learned blinded him. He took Sidi uh, to captivity, and uh, yeah, he blinded him. So what kind of shalom is that? So give us Amar LeHachi Amar B'Yochanan that what it means is he'll die in peace. Shemit Nevuchadnezzar biyamav. Okay, so. <coughs> I guess uh, once, once once uh, Nebuchadnezzar died, they let Zedekiah out of captivity. So that was a good thing for Zedekiah that he died a free man, as opposed to when Nebuchadnezzar was alive, he had him in he had him in jail. So that was what it means he died in peace. It says by the king Yoshiya, it says by the king Yoshiya, lachen hinini osifecha al Al Kivrotecha Beshalom So regarding uh, Yoshia, it says that he will, you know, be buried in his grave by his fathers in peace. Uhtiv, but we know how Yoshiah died, we learned it. When they killed Yoshiau, uh, they threw you know, they shot arrows at him. How many? The of Yudama marav to the extent, they made him like a, uh, a sieve, like a, like a calendar colander with all holes in it. So, how could you say that uh, you know he died uh, in a uh, you know in peace, kind of peace over here he died in such a way? By it's plural. So they shot him, and they shot him over and over again. So It just means that uh, he didn't die. I mean, he didn't uh, see the Beit destroyed in his uh, day. Had he seen it, that would have been uh, you know, more painful. Uh, the Beit was destroyed about uh, two decades later. So that was when he died in peace that he didn't have to see the destruction of the temple. Amar b'yohanah en minachamim la'sheim lomar mar davad ad avel. Okay, some formalities here in the in the laws of avelut. The uh the menachamim, those that come to console, really shouldn't open their mouths until the uh till the mourner, you know, begins chinat amar as it says, acharechen patach iyov et pihu. When Yov was being consoled by his friends, it says after Iyob, you know, opened his mouth and said whatever he said, Then his friend Elifaz started the started the consolation. Uh, so obviously he remained silent until uh Yov opened up. Abahu, Shemesev the mourner reclines uh, at the head. I guess uh, I guess where he sits. He's at the head and everybody sits beneath him. <speaking in> rosh <Hebrew> uh, So it says, uh person uh, with the pasuk says, I will sit at the head like a king among his troops and one who consoles the mourners. So it implies that the mourners are at the at the head. So the Gebara says, I mean the Pasuk basically says, Kashir avelim Yenahem. It sounds like like mourners will console. So the Gevara says, Yinachem Aharini Mashma. Yenachem sounds like one who consoles others. Uh, therefore, it uh, doesn't sound like it's referring to the Mourner himself. It sounds like the menachamim was sitting at the rosh. So therefore, you're trying to prove that the mourner sits at the head, but the pasuk sounds like it's the actual consolers that sit at the uh, at the head. So Amar of Nachman, Paritzach, Yinachem Ketiv. They're putting a dagesh in the nun, which means Yinachem. He will be. Uh, comforted, which is referring to the mourner, like the one that's not doing the comforting but the one that's getting comforted, which is the mourner. So, I'm changing the dick of it, Yinnahem, not the active one that's doing the minah the nihom, is the one that's receiving it, and he sits at the head. Different uh, pasuk, V'sar mirzah uh, siluheem mirzah naase sar so the the one that's uh the one that's uh, a mourner and they call that a uh, a mirzah. and it says sar sar sounds like he'll become a you know the samikh and the sin are interchangeable you can say he becomes a prince and who does he become a prince to to the siduhim the siduhim are the ones that come to console him so again visar mirzah the Merzach, becomes a sar to those that come to console him, which means he sits at the head. Amar bar hanina, minayin barosh. Okay, that's, we go to Hatan now. How do we know that Hattan also sits at the, uh, the head of the table? you got to give him kabod. So, uh shne emar ke hatan yichahin beir. So you have to treat the hatan like a kohen. Ma kohen barosh, just like we know the kohenim, you always have to give them the right respect. V'kidashto Av hatan Berosh. Okay, so hatan's like a kohen in that sense. V'kohen gufeh minel. And how do we know the kohen gets that respect and sits at the head? The tanad rabbi Yisrael v'kidashto. Right, you have to show him. Uh, Sanctify him. How do you sanctify him? Anytime there's an item of uh, Kedushah, Kohen gets the deference. Ftoach Rishon, he gets the first Aliyah. When we have Sefer Torah, Kohen V Yisrael Ulbarech Rishon That's Berkat HaMazon, right? Kabot Zimun Viliton Mana Yafa Rishon And when you're giving out the 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 portions you have a Kohen there so they give the Kohen, uh, let him take first That's his uh, That's his haylik. Uh Tosfot A few things over here in Tosfot uh, Top Tosfot just says Bila Which is the end of our Mishnah uh, The Mishnah gave all types of uh, Laws about Mourning and stuff and The, the Masechah didn't want to end off on a bad note so it was forced kedel and tov. You know, wanted to end off on a nice note, so it uh, ended in Mishnah bilamavet anetsah. Meshub de moed katan, hu, sof seder moed. It's interesting, uh, although we have Hagigah coming up, but moed katan is actually the last masechet in moed. So the uh, mishnah wanted to end off seder moed, not only moed katan, but the whole seder. You know, bilamavet anetsah. Oma itama rebi me orleans. Adhilsid Nashim, which is Yevamot, which is right after, bittu Nashim. Afagab de athil bepur anutah uh lombathil kidambeyesh no halin. Uh so you know why you're starting off with uh you know, the masikir with the uh, fifteen ladies that are uh, you know have tzarot and obviously talking about the uh, you know the laws of somebody died over here, obviously starting the masikir off on a on a bad note. We I mean, don't like to start off in a bad note. But Tiretz, the Sumchim Pur'anut, the Moed Katan, it's the Pur'anut, the Yebamot. Wow. The Sumchim of Pur'anuta, the Pur'anuta, and the Hamata, Well, Moed Katan, obviously, is uh, all about death. And then bingo, you got Yebamot, that obviously talks about death. And that's the whole subject. So therefore, <coughs> you know, Pur'anut to Pur'anut. So Masechet to Masechet. You know, one the last Masechet of Moed and the first first Masechet in Nashim, is talking about death, and that's the uh, that's the linkage. But in 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 in, in prat specifically, Masich and Moed Katan ends with Milam Mavet Lanetzah, which the Torah always wants to end off on a good note. Tzidkiya Melech yehudat Tosfot says Sadik Uh You know, Tosfot says although we only find that he took Yirmiyah out of the pit, but obviously he did other things also. But in the pasuk, that's what the pasuk tells us. Yenachem. Uh, Okay we saw that veli ton manaya farishon that the koanim actually get manadi shon. yesh slael liten lo aval hu endo ditol ked daminim meperak makom shenego noten enav bechalek yafa so one explanation is that uh the israel has to give him his his matanot uh, he doesn't take it himself uh, it's given to him he but the kohen they actually could do it. They could see what they want, they could tell the Israel, I want that peace. So the Toma says they can even ask. It belongs to them. So they could say, you know, give us, give us that uh, So that's when you're uh, But normally the, the Gemara says over there that there's no beracha if you ask for your portion. But that's talking about the Israel and the Levi who don't deserve the portion. But the Kohen the that deserves the portion will not uh, be deprived from a beracha that the Gemara Pesahim says you're deprived from. Ad Rabbi, uh, you know, he'll have the beracha because it it's, you know, belongs to him. Good. Now let's continue the Gemara. The Gemara says <speaking> in <Spanish> Pesachim, <speaking> "Turn <in Spanish> <speaking in Spanish> asking for their, uh, their Helech. But that's just regular people. we are not Kohanim that deserve it. So therefore they won't be deprived from that Berachah that the, what the Pesachim says they're not going to get. So when the Neshama leaves the body, it's painful. Uh, that's like a rope that has a knot on it and you're trying to pull it through a hole. So obviously it's not an easy push. It's not an easy pull. There's a resistance. You had to pull it out. So it's like a, it's a painful, painful ordeal. Uh, you know, anytime you have a rope and you're passing it through a narrow or a, a tight uh, ring, so obviously uh, it's, uh, it's, 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 uh, there's pressure. You have to pull it through. That's what they're learning. Fi They're Learning that to, to mean the whole. And she says on top, kehebel bo kesher, min Toren is the is the mast that's on the boat. You know, I guess on the ship. So they tie knots in order to keep the sail and everything up. So when they they make the knot, they have to make a big knot so it doesn't slip through. But when they want to pull it through, they have to pull it with force. In order to get it through the ring, Rabbi Hanan Amar Okay, like the cables when I pull through the uh, through the hole. And Rashi says uh, she so when they're tying two ships together, I guess at the port. So therefore, they um, they pull these cables through the holes, uh, and therefore it's a tight pull. So that's the uh, the pain. So the Gemara is giving us a uh, a difference that when you are departing from a live person. So you tell them lech leshalom. shalom. When you're departing from a deceased person, they say lech Beshalom. shalom. What's the difference? When you're telling somebody lech leshalom, shalom, you're telling them to go to your, let's say shalom is to your perfection, because you're still alive, so you can do things. So go go to your perfection, go go continue accomplishing. Lech leshalom. shalom, go to your objectives. But if the person dies, can't do anything really. He's done. So therefore, they're telling him Go with your accomplishments. You know, go beshalom, Whatever you, whatever you fulfilled, you know, take that with you. So that's the uh, that's the difference. The Gemara is going to prove it now. and We know when uh Avraham Abinu passed away. Beshalom. God told him that. Uh, you know. He said, you know, come with your peace, but not go to peace. That was what God told Avram. Beshalom. And If Talmina Lo Yomar Lo Lech Beshalom, when you're departing from a living person, Elalekh Les Shalom, Shared David, Sha'amal Abshalom, who was still alive, le-ch and what happened. Because he told him lech besha, you know he was alive. Halach vinitla. He ended up getting hung, so that was obviously the bad omen. Uh, and Yitro, she Moshe lech leshalom, Alakh v'esliyah. When Yitro you know, departed from Moshe, Moshe he told his son-in-law lech leshalom, and sure enough, Moshe the became successful. The famous gaon of that says on the pasuk by the brothers, "Velo uh, that the brothers were not unable to. Literally means to, you know, have peace or speak peace with Yosef. They were, you know, at least the Yabrach says at least the brothers they were not two faced. You know, a lot of people they have enemies, but they. Show outside as if they're friends. So therefore, they're two-faced. The had had the brothers at least, you know, they were honest. They let Yosef know that they're angry at him. So how did they let him know? It says shalom. They couldn't tell him shalom. They wanted to tell him shalom, as if he's a dead man. shalom. They couldn't follow this halacha by giving him the blessing of somebody that's alive. They want they wished he was dead. So therefore, they. They they were more comfortable telling him lech beshalom. And the Gemara comes along and says, in the conclusion, okay. So you're going from one uh, one great place to another, you're going from the beta knesset to the beta midrash. So umi midrash to and then he goes from the Beit Knesset, or whatever. If he's in the Beit Midrash, he goes back to the Beit Knesset to pray. So basically, he's jumping back and forth. As he finishes praying, what does he do? He runs to the Beit Midrash. Once he gets to the Beit Midrash, and when hot time comes, he runs back to the Beit Knesset. After the he goes back to the Beit Midrash. Comes on beat, goes back to the Bete Knesset. So he's basically jumping back and forth. He's in a good, uh, he's in a good holding pattern. Bet keneset bet medrash, bet keneset. So it says zocher umekabel pene shechina. So that guy will merit the uh, to be in the presence of the shechina. Shne emad El mehayil The Person goes from strength to strength. Yira eluim b'sion. Now the strength, to strength over here is talking about. From one uh, place of Kedusha to the other. As she says, She'll khum we better midrash we better kines it. And we better kiss we better midrash. Aher. Yila il illohim bision. And as she then says we should be Zuchet to such a uh, It's interesting the way that she says it. She'll khum we beta midrash the beta kinesit. Okay, and then we better bet midrash achir. Why yeah, second one? Why yeah, second one? Go back to the first one. There's as well old books there. So bottom line, Pshat is kind of in the olden days. In the Beit midrash you had different Bateh midrash. The midrash of this rabbi, batim midrash of that rabbi. So you're jumping from one Shi'ud to the next Shi'ud. You know, you went to the midrash of the rabbi in the morning. Then there's another midrash down the block with other rabbis giving a Shi'ud, So therefore, uh, you know, it's referring to those type of bet midrash where they had shiurim that were being given by different Hakamim. So therefore. He's jumping from one from one to the next. That's the way that she says it here. Uh, finally, the Gemara says, <coughs> <coughs> Okay. Uh, the righteous people, the khamim have no rest. You know, so when you tell the Tamid kham rest in peace. Now, there's no R.I.P. by the Talmudin HaKhamim. They're not resting in peace over here. It, in a good way, of course. yiraed Now, what does it mean over there? Uh, because uh, the Zohar Kadosh says that the Talmudin they jump from one Midrash to the other. And they're constantly moving from one Shi'u to the other, the Midrash of Rabbi Akiva, Rabbi Tarfur, Rabbi Azam and Azariah, which is similar to the last one that we said. Maybe that's why she said, you know, Midrash HaKhamim. That's the pshat enlem minuhi. jumping from one, you know, one place to the next, and therefore uh, they're going to be, uh, in that sense, always, uh, you know, always moving. Now, uh, the Maharsha says mehiy lechayil. Hayl literally means a lot of people. Hayl is like a multitude of people. So the Maharsha says. Because, uh, you know, in the, in the bet Knesset, you need, you need a lot of people. You need a minyan. You need at least 10 people for a minyan. The bet, but the also a bit of am. So therefore, is going from one group to, to another group, which is referring to, uh, you know, obviously the minyan of studying in a group, which Baruch Hashem, uh, we do. So the Tamid are going to study Torah in the next world as well obviously they have rest from the troubles that they had in this world. They're not going to have Yisurin, but it means uh, they're going to be active. Uh, since they occupied themselves in this world in the vre Torah, so they're going to continue to have that in olam uh, haba. And like we said, uh, they go from one level to the other. Uh Okay, about time. There we have it. Hadran alach ve'ellu me'galchin muslikalach maseket mo'ed katan. Hadran alach maseket mo'ed katan ve'adrach alan d'atan alach maseket mo'ed katan ve'datach alan l'ad et'esheh min'ach mo'ed katan ve'lad et'esheh min'an l'aba'amah'den לבד על מהד אתה, אדרן, אלח, ב second word קטan, בדרח second word second word second word word لا بعلم ده أتيه رسم له فين خط الماية من قبل أبو تنو شته من نوتنو بعلم هذا وته عماره بعلم أباخانين بابا أبو موري بابا رفلان بابا رخيش بابا سرحب بابا هذا بابا دارو بابا بفين ואו יבי תחכמי כי לעולם הילי לי, היא בי, תמי וחוקך למען לא אבוש, לעולם לא השכחת פקודך, כי במחי ייתן ברוך אתה אדוני, למדין יחוקך, אמן, 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 שלבי מודים, אנחנו נפליך אדוני בנו ששמת חלקנו, יושפת בטלנת, ששמת חלקנו משפך חירנות שאנו משכימים, והם משקימים תורה, אנו בהם אמנים, בהם מקרים מסורקים, אנו רצים, בהם רצים, אנו רצים לחייה ולamba, בהם רצים לברשות שנאמר, and שידם ממרמה, לא יחשו ימהם, ואני אפתח בך הסקה, הסיום, משקודות, וספרים, אחרים, להתחילו там, ולסיימם. יקריאנו בנו, מקל שכתוב, גאל, אינאי, amen. ו כל התנאים, בלאס, ללמוד, וללמד, לשמר, ולקיים את כל דברי תמות תורתך בהבה, זכות כל התנאים והמוראים ותמידי הנחמים, יעמוד לנו וזרענו שלו תמוש התורה מפינו, ומפי זרענו וזה לזרענו עד עולם, שתקיים בנו בתלכך, תלחי מוכתך ושוכבך, תשמון עליך וקליצותיי, תשיחי ככיביל בו ימך, ויוסיף לך חיים, אורי חמים במירה מספר עושר וכבוד, רדועי עוזדם הוא ייתן, ادوراي برقه عموبش ادهم ربي حنانيه بنكاش عمر حساب وقول كل سنه تيغات ارباد هم توت نيمار ما عرفش معصدكو يدير طونه ويدير امين 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 يا سيدنا بامبر اخنا no, my black wish that bag with them say we're trying to to All right. At least we'll start the uh, to read the first Mishnah in Masechet Hagiga. Hakol hayavim beriya, huotz mecheres chatev katan ve-tum tum be-androginos ve-nashim va-abadim she'ena meshucharim, achiger umi she'ena yachol l'alot beraglav ezu katan koshe'ena yachol lerkov al Katefab, shel Abi ve-l'alot minu shalem l'arba'it tevri be-tzema be כל שאינו יכול ליחוז בידו של אבי ולעלות מירושלם להר הבית של אמר שלושת גלים בית שמי אומרים הראייה חסף חגיגה מהחסף ואתם אומרים הראייה מהי חסף חגיגה שתי כסף חזרו